Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this is the Fly the W670 podcast. The Cubs squeak past the Dodgers. It's season two. It's episode number 28. In this segment, Crowley interviews Brendan King, play-by-play voice of the South Bend Cubs, to see what the roster looks like for the high-A affiliate of the Cubs. Last week, we talked to Sam Wiederhoff of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. This week, we move up to high-A, where we see Brendan King from the South Bend Cubs. Brendan, how's it going, buddy? What's up, Carl? Thanks for having me, brother. Good to catch up with you. I think the first time since spring training. So uh, that just means baseball season's underway, and it's been a fun first week for sure. Yeah, you know, and and you know, you and I, and we had Max on, and during springtime, and you guys, you know, last year was such a special season for the South Bend Cubs. You went seventy three fifty eight. You beat Cedar Rapids in the playoffs first round. You beat the Lake County Captains, and you get you get the ring. I mean. It's so hard. I mean, I, I'm not even a, you know, I'm just a fan, you know, like the 2017 team, the big joke was it was like one big hangover, you know, to come back in and kind of do this all over again is, is just got to be kind of a strange feeling, you know? It is a bit strange, but it's been cool because of course the pandemic was mixed in between the titles. So I just think the two championships in three years, and by the way, for anybody listening, pardon the ballpark sounds there. They're, they're clean. I'm still at the stadium after uh, we won 9-1 today, big win over Beloit, um, and they're cleaning up the stadium. But, you know, I, I think the two championships in three years with a whole year of pandemic mixed in between just shows the depthness of the organization more than anything, and especially on the pitching side because, you know, you could talk about the PCAs and the Caseys and, uh, and all the big boys of the bats, but at the end of the day, pitching is going to win you championships. And, you know, the starting pitching down the stretch last year was huge. I remember in the championship game in 2019, Riley Thompson threw 
five shutout innings and he struck out 10 and it was remarkable. And now Riley Thompson's getting an opportunity at triple a. So, um, you know, all, the bats of both of those lineups, they took us to a title, but you don't win those without pitching. And, um, and now you're seeing some of those guys get up to Chicago, which is super exciting too, Crowley. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about some of the big guys. I mean, it was just unbelievable. The, the amount of talent that, that passed through South Bend and, and was also part of that championship run. You know, you think about all the guys you lost, from the first half that got moved up to Tennessee. And then you yeah. just had a whole new different crew come in. I mean, you're talking, like you said, Owen Casey, Matt Mervis, PCA, Jordan Wicks, DJ Hurst, Porter Hodge, Louise Devers. I, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, even throw a guy like Jeremiah Estrada in there. I mean, Estrada was our first half closer, and then, you know, he makes it to the big leagues last year. Um, I, I, I think last year was a great example of a team just playing through sequences. I really think there were three variations of the South Bend Cubs. There were Matt Mervis and Jeremiah Estrada's team to start. There was Jordan Wicks's and DJ Hers's team in the middle. And then there was PCA's team at the end. Uh, truly, that's what it was. I, I think you can really name three captains throughout the year. I, I'd say Mervis, Wicks, and, and PCA that had like separate sequences of the season that took us to the title, which – you know, you don't say that in minor league baseball, you know, like organizations don't have that many layers of top talent, but the Cubs do. And that's exciting. And um, it should make people listening to this show really, really excited for what's to come because they've only gotten a taste of it. I mean, Nelson Velasquez, that grand slam the other day. I mean, Nelly was here for parts of three years and he grinded his way through it. And I, I can tell you there's dozens of other Nelson Velasquez type guys that are just chomping at the bit to get the opportunity. Now, one cool thing about, you know, after a championship season, and you know me, man, I'm a big promo guy. I love all the swag that comes out there. You guys got to do the banner raising, which had to have been a lot of fun. And, mm -hmm. and there's just going to be so many giveaways that have to do, whether it's a championship fleece blanket or all that stuff. I mean, that's a lot of fun for people that go out to the South Bend Stadium. It is. And the banner raising was cool because Chris Hagstrom put me in charge of getting all the players that were on last year's team out to center field from the clubhouse for the banner raising. And if you've ever tried to get 16 guys to walk in the same area without being distracted, it's more challenging than you think. Uh, but no, that was cool. I mean, uh, 15 total returners from last year's team, 16 total Midwest league champions. If you count DJ artists from 2019. So that banner raising, I mean, uh, Crawley, you know, this being in the Midwest too, but it was a perfect week for baseball. I mean, we had 80 degrees, sunny, Every single day. I mean, today was another just perfect day. Um, that opening day couldn't have been better. I mean, it was 75 degrees. It was sunny. There was just a, a, a breeze blowing out to center field. So you raise that banner and immediately it starts like whisking in the wind. And you're like, oh, my God, this is this is a day that Harry Carey wished for, you know, like <laughs> just a gorgeous, gorgeous day. But, um, you know, it, it was fun to see a lot of the guys from last year's team be back because, you know, every, everybody that was on last year's team pretty much got a ring. So, you know, Bradley Beasley, who was literally called up in June, you know, he's back here to start this year. He's out there for the banner raising, and he wasn't even part of the active roster, yet he still gets a ring, and he still gets to help raise the title because he was a part of the team in the first half. And then, you know, you had players um, that were on the active roster, Fabian Pertuz and Kevin Made, who were actually on the field when we clinched it. So that was super special to see them out there, too. Well, let's talk a little bit about the returning guys. You got some some guys, uh, you, you mentioned Kevin Made. You know, he's going to spend some time in shortstop and third base. 
And, you know, he was, he was a fun, he's a fun guy to watch. I, I, you know, when he got called up and all that stuff, I think that, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that when you talked about, you know, the sneaky kind of grinders, like, like the Nelson Velasquez is he's somebody that really, you know, kind of piques my interest a little bit. Yeah. And he's got a little bit more power too, Crawley than your normal shortstop prospect. I, I think the power for shortstops in particular, and especially young shortstops kind of comes along, but he's got some pop. And he played third base for the first time today in a Cubs uniform and and looked the part. He was great. Um, he had a terrific play the other day in the whole left side. There was a bouncing ball. He backhanded it and then actually turned to his glove side, fired a throw, beat the guy by half a step as he threw off balance. It was really impressive. So um, he's still only 20, by the way, too, which you don't guess that when you look at him. You think maybe 23, 24 with the type of body he came in the camp with this year. So he got stronger. And, uh, you know, the pop is just going to continue moving along. Um, He plays confident, probably more than any other young shortstop I saw come through here during my career so far. And just from like a just a total swagger type deal, um, you know, it took Andy Weber some time. You know, unfortunately, Ed Howard got hurt last year. Um, You know, Pertuz last year was really good. The power just really wasn't there. Mate's got pop and power and he plays is a great club. So he's only 20. So that's the thing is, you know, how much do you want to challenge this guy? Do you want to get him a full year ABs at high A? Or do you really want to see what he's got? And maybe by if, you know, let's say he hits 275 in the first half. What do you do with him then? Uh, that's a gr- But that's a great problem to have, as you know. Right. And, and you know, Ed Howard is rehabbing. And, and you know, it's going to be good if Kevin gets experience at third base. Like yeah. you said, he's got the pop. And then you can kind of see what Ed Howard can bring to the shortstop position. Uh, another guy returning is Casey Opitz, which I always, I always think of the Casey Opitz game from last year and just one of those really good guys to kind of have on the team. Good leadership skills, you know, man. Here, I'm going to pull out my scorebook right now for you. I didn't plan on doing this because I got to figure out what Opie has done. So we're playing Beloit this week, Crawley, and the Casey Opitz game came against Beloit last year, as you know, where he had two home runs from the right side of the plate. And then he made the most miraculous play at first base you're ever going to see to get a guy at the plate trying to tag. It was a little blooper in the foul ground, first base side. He made a backhanded lunging catch, turned around, fired a strike home for a double play. It was just an amazing play. Um, Opie tripled off the center field wall today. He is now five for 15 in the series with a home run, and he's hitting 300 on this early season. So uh, that's a great first impression. And Crowley, I kind of feel like at times, Casey Opitz kind of gets lost in the sauce of, the amount of good catchers that are in the organization. Um, yeah, it, The Cubs have drafted catchers spectacularly. And the fact that it's Amaya and Aliendo at double A, and then I think Ethan Hearn obviously was the big name coming to South Bend this year. And, you know, he's done well behind the plate to start. But remember, Opitz is an eighth-round pick out of a very good Arkansas program. And he's a switch hitter. He's got some power. And he's probably the best defensive catcher I've seen come through here during my time in South Bend. So – that's uh, I, I, that's a guy I'm rooting for because he's got, but plus he's got the Chicago personality. Chicago media would eat this guy up for lunch every day. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned Ethan Hearn, and I always it was Rich Biesterfeld, our friend who uh, photographer who who kind of really is like you got to watch this Ethan Hearn kid, got to watch this Ethan Hearn kid. So that that's going to be one for me when I come visit. That I really, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of checking out. And the other guy. His first baseman Hayden McCreary, right? Yeah. He he looks like somebody that you know, college player, right? And 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 playing some first base. 
Yeah, Division Two out of Colorado Mesa, Crawley, in back-to-back years of college, he hit 481. That's 481 in back-to-back years, the exact same batting average. And talking to him after media day, I was like, did you actually hit 481 on the dot in back-to-back years? He goes, yeah. But he says, the second year was a little bit better because after the first year, I got cold. I said, how do you finish the first year cold and still hit 481? What were you hitting before you got cold? But uh, yeah, I mean, six foot four, 235, he's a natural catcher that's being transitioned to first base full time. And uh, talk about Pop, um, he nearly had his third straight day with a home run today, um, back-to-back days with a home run the last couple. And um, yeah, I mean, he's going to hit cleanup probably every day here. And, you know, he's he's off to a powerful start, similar a la Matt Mervis from last year. I, I, I don't know if anybody can ever repeat a Merv season, but uh, Hayden McGeary is off to a pretty good start. And obviously, you know, we got to talk about Kevin Alcantara. Had a big day today. El Jaguar. I mean, I saw, you know, when I, when I, when I talked to him at Cubs convention, I mean, the guy just, sometimes, you know what I mean? Guys just have a look. You look at the guy and you're like, that is a ball player. Like something about him, man, just kind of like oozes, like, 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 you know, this kid's going to be in the bigs one day. That's a great way to put it. Um, Oozes confidence. Actually, one thing I forgot to say about McGeary, and I'll get back to Alcantara, but McGeary, a 15th round pick. He joins a fraternity of pretty successful 15th rounders by the Cubs. David Bodie, Jared Young, BJ Murray, and now Hayden McGeary. So keep an eye out for him. Alcantara, yeah, I mean, PCA was the best player I've ever seen. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But Kevin Alcantara has all the tools to join that club. Six foot six, power. Carly, he went three for four today with two doubles, a home run, and four runs scored. <laughs> That'll play. <laughs> That'll play. Uh, he was outstanding. Um, and and it's good because I think he was hitting like 164 in his first seven, which is expected. To be honest with you, Crawley, like even doing this for a, a few years now, you know, this is my fifth year in the booth professionally. I, I kind of throw out the month of April, no matter how cold it is, cold, hot, rain. I, I doesn't. I, I April doesn't matter. Like for for a lot of guys because it's such a grind. And by the time you get to June or July. April's already in the back of people's minds. Um, and, and you know, unless you're competing for a first half division championship, if you're a ball club, for the most part, April kind of gets thrown out the window. So I think Owen Casey's a great example. You know, OC didn't hit above 200 last April. And then in May, he becomes the Chicago Cubs minor league player of the month. It hits over 320 and, and just hitting the cover off the ball, which he is now, by the way. 
uh, you know, goodness <laughs> gracious, OC. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alcantara, he's just got everything, Crawley, that you look for. I mean, he's got power, he's got swag, he's got speed, he can play center field pretty well. Um, whether or not he stays in center, because this guy's only going to get bigger. You know, he's listed at, let's see, officially, he's, he's listed at 6'6", 188. I, I would say even he's up to 200 by now. Um, he's at least 200, for sure. But he's just going to keep on getting bigger. I mean, look at look at Nelson Velasquez. The guy is a machine. He got, I can't even tell you how much bigger Nelson Velasquez looks now than the first day we met him in South Bend. So Alcantara one day is going to be that size. Whether he can hang in center field, that becomes the question. But for now, um, he's doing everything right to stay in center field long term. Well, you know, I was looking. You, you opened up with your first series against the Quad Cities, and uh, that was a sweep. So you guys, you guys took that. And and when when you looked at that, you had some really good starting pitching. Uh, Richard Gallardo started game one, and then Luke Little's making the transition huh, out of the bullpen to a starter, stretching him out a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, the plan is to probably have him start all season he was coming out of the bullpen in south bend last year because there was just simply no room for him <laughs> when he got called up uh that's how stacked the rotation was at the time uh when he got to south bend and i mean hell even you know Luis devers was pitching out of the bullpen when he first got here too um and uh you know that but that's a big reason why he won the championship that goes back to the pitching but yeah little's first start uh he went four and two thirds no hit innings we took a no-hitter into the eighth inning that night. That was game two of the season, by the way. Pretty good. Um, Gallardo was really good on opening day. Five scoreless. And then Brandon Birdsell, named the watch, man. Uh, three no-hit scoreless innings in his debut. He threw today. Three and two-thirds innings of one-run ball. Uh, only a lot of hit. He was exceptional. Uh, Fifth-round pick out of Texas Tech. So, once again, uh, there is a fraternity of pitching Crawley on the way up. But, um yeah, the starting pitching was really good the first go around. Through the first lineage of the rotation, they went 20 innings with one run allowed and 26 strikeouts. It's not bad. Wow. Yeah, and Birdsell, like you said, is all you know. I keep hearing, you know, I started hearing stuff out in spring training, and 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 the noise just keeps getting louder and louder. People banging the drums for Birdsell. So I'm definitely interested to see what he does. Another guy that obviously, you know near and dear to my heart is Cole Franklin returning to South Bend and, and Cole's, you know, stayed healthy last year. That was the big thing, right? Having him pitch a full season. And now, you know, everyone's working on that slider. Just very interested to see what Cole can do this year. I, you know, I know how motivated he is to have a really good season. It's amazing what happens when you have a fully healthy off season for the first time in your career. Uh, you come out the other day here, he pitched on Wednesday, four innings, no runs, seven Ks. Struck out the side in the first inning. Struck out uh, five of the first seven he faced. It, it just – Crawley, a lot of times in sports, it it's tough for a – it's tough for people in general to have patience. And players, coaches, fans. I, Crawley, I grew up a diehard Cubs fan. I had the least amount of patience in the world, Right. That, that's just how it goes. But Cole sometimes got the short end of the stick the last few years just because there were things out of his control that happened. But now he is in control. You know, we when we were at Club 400 for a Christmas party, we brought up during that interview 953 days. Cole went 953 days without touching a baseball. 
COVID, well, you know what I'm saying, on the field. COVID, injuries, that's over. And Cole, Cole Franklin's the top 30 prospect for a reason. And you mentioned that new slider. That four-pitch mix, it's looking really, really good. And, and I think, Pete, like, like kind of to back to your point, people don't realize Justin Steele was drafted in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's, you know, and he breaks out in 2022. This stuff is not linear. And with these guys, there are injuries, there are setbacks, there are things that happen. And sometimes these guys have to work through them. And, and a lot of times it makes them stronger and more determined. You know, you're either going to quit or you're going to, you're going to come back even harder and you, and, and there's no quitting Cole Franklin. You know what I mean? No quitting Cole Franklin. And, you know, Justin Steele, he was here in South Bend before my, before my time, but I've gotten an OJ Steele now um, a little bit. And when he was in South Bend, he was a teenager and he posted an ERA at five. Um, you know, for a lot of guys that can be mentally taxing for Jay Steele. He just kept on going. And and as you said, look what he's doing now. Look what he did at Dodger stadium last night. Right. Um, I, I love Cole Franklin. I, I, in this job, Crawley, being a being a play-by-play guy, you, you root for everybody, but there are certain guys that you just kind of have that extra nudge for. That's Cole for me. I mean, he's been he's been an unreal friend, first of all, for the last few years, and him and I have gotten to know each other on a personal level too. Um, I, I think the world of that kid, and if he keeps on posting numbers like he did in his first start, uh, we will not be seeing him much longer in South Bend. He's going to be on his way to Tennessee. Well, it, it's been it's been a fun start to the season. You know, you got you had, like I said, swept quad cities. Now you got this long stretch of games versus Beloit. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of, you know, they, they've you've taken two, they've taken three. And then tomorrow, hopefully you guys can come back and kind of split the series. Now, as far as people I you know, I've told people how much I've always enjoyed going to South Bend, how you guys put on one of the, the, the best game day experiences. And, and you and Max have a great time announcing you also have a bunch of games on marquee so that has to get you guys stoked along with the road to wrigley with lance and elise and and jim so that it's a lot of fun that gives people a chance to kind of check in and see what the team's doing on tv when do you guys play next for marquee we will play at the end of this month it's going to be in that peoria series um in the last week of april um so we after we finish up here with beloit as you've said off day on monday And we got six up in Midland, Michigan, facing Great Lakes. They're the Dodgers affiliate. And then we'll come back against Peoria. And then later on that week, we're back on Marquis. So, yeah, man, across the board, everybody's great. I mean, um, you know, the Derek and Allie, um, who are in charge of the programming on Marquis, um, you know, Mike Santini, you kind of oversees the operation. Um, You know, as you said, Elise and Jim Callis and Lance. And, you know, Lance was here on opening day, actually. And, we had an unreal time in the, it was the first time that me, Max or anybody did a three man booth. And, and we just had a hell of a time, you know, we, we, we just had fun together. So plus Lance is an easy guy to get along with. So we, uh, you know, we made it work. He's easy to get along with. And he's got that giant brain that like computes at a level. That's like completely, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, 
you guys, you know, it cracked me up. And that, and that's the cool thing for it being a season ticket holder. We now get the package where we get to watch all the minor league games now too. So it's always fun for me to kind of just jump around and, and, you know, in the clubhouse here, I got a couple of TVs going all the time. So I kind of get to turn things up and down, but you know, you and Max do such a great job and it's so fun to hear you. And I love watching you guys on marquee. Uh, I, I will definitely be down to visit a couple times. There's so many guys I want to see, you know, other than you guys, but some of the players that I'm just excited for. So I really appreciate you jumping on BK. It's late at night. You put the tarp out. They got the, they got the leaf blowers, but you know what? That's baseball, man. That's the, baseball. that's the sound of baseball, man. That's what I'm saying, brother. And we're, Hey, we're right back to it tomorrow morning, two o'clock first pitch Eastern. And uh, as you said, we'll try and get the series split uh, against Beloit, but man, like th this is what, this is what we died for. You know, this is what we strive for during COVID, right? I mean, like everybody wanted to get back to just normal, seeing what they do. I mean, being at the ballpark at 9 PM, like that's what I wanted to do during COVID. So, I mean, to just be able to do that again every day um, after what we all went through. I mean, that's uh that's the dream brother. Well, I was just watching and I was watching, I always watch your social media accounts spin to win today. I was so excited. One of the best promos out there in case people just don't know, you get to spin and you can win all sorts of fun stuff, including TVs oh, and all sorts of great things. It's just one of the best promotions that you have out there. And you said again, you know, Marquis going to be out there for that series against Peoria. You got yep. a championship trucker hat on the 26 thirsty Thursdays, my favorite, uh, you know, fireworks on Friday and then spin to win Saturday. I mean, what else can you ask for? Right. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you ever come out here on a Saturday, uh, we'll, we'll have to get you hooked on the uh, the spin to win. It is a highly competitive wheel. I mean, there's some good stuff up there. You can win, by the way. You can win $500 cash now. So there's, there's a shot you're walking out of here and you spend it all at the team store. I know you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and beers are on the after for the after. But <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much, BK, for jumping on and and, and good luck. And we're, we're going to be pulling for you down at South Bend and watching what those guys are doing and, and continued success, my friend. Thanks, Carl. You're the man. Appreciate you.